Little boy, called Billy, 10 years old, invited his friend Jimmy home after school one day to play and eat dinner with his family. Came time for dinner. Billy's a little embarrassed because he sees that once again they're having noodles and tomato sauce, or spaghetti as his family liked to call it. And little Jimmy, he'd gone to the bathroom and wash up, and whenever he came in and saw the noodles and the spaghetti sauce, he said, oh, cool, we're having spaghetti sauce with our noodles tonight. And he felt blessed. Later, and of course that helped Bobby, uh, Billy to realize his blessings. Later, Jimmy went home to Mom and said, Mom, it was a great meal over at my friend's house. They had spaghetti sauce with them noodles, but I felt bad for them. Because, you know, they didn't even pray before that meal. I feel blessed that we do that. We're going to count our blessings today. Like the verse says in Psalm 118.24, This is the day that the Lord has made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. Look, that verse is talking about every single day. Every single day. And as Christians, I believe that this is a responsibility for us. Does that mean that everything is always going to go our way? Of course not. But what it does mean is that we should count our blessings. And the fact is, if we really took a minute and started counting those blessings that God has given us, those, those, those blessings that we're, uh, he has given us so abundantly, we're going to need a calculator. It's not something you can just sit here and, and count with your fingers. Sorry, Mike. <laughs> you still have your pick on you. It's not going to be something uh, that we can take our socks off and count with our toes. We're going to need a calculator to really uh, add up just one day, just one day alone. All oh, the many, many, many blessings that we have. But counting blessings is something that we need to do today and every day. And there's so many reasons why. We're going to look at those today. And we're also going to look at what those blessings are, and we're going to look at when we should count them that would really benefit us the most. The fact is, counting blessings is an application of faith that we should never, ever forget to do. Philippians chapter 4, verses 4 through 5 and, and verse 8. This is some of that. Rejoice in the Lord always, and I say it again, rejoice. We all know that one from, from the song, of course. Rejoice in the Lord always, and again, I say rejoice. Thank you, some of you. I knew you, some of you all do that, and I appreciate it. Uh, the verse goes on. Let everyone see that you are considerate in all you do. And then later on, it says, uh, the next slide, fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about, these, uh, about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. That's the second part of verse 8. Now think about that for a second. This is what the Apostle Paul is telling the people of this Philippian church to do, to think about, to focus on. The true, the honorable, the right, the pure, the lovely, the admirable, the things that are excellent, the things that are worthy of praise, good things. When we focus on those, that helps us to remember that, that, that attitude of gratitude that we're going to have to have as Christians. It, it helps us to be positive people. And it's something that I believe that we need to do uh, consistently all the time. God's good all the time, right? So why wouldn't we give thanks to him? all the time. I know sometimes it's really easy to go the other direction, and we'll talk about that in a minute too, to be, but, but to be negative. Sometimes it's really easy to kind of get in that pattern, to get in that habit, and to not see the good around you in your lives. 
Bob Russell, of course, minister, former minister up at Southeast Christian Church, a church that grew from 75 people to 18,000 people. Uh, you guys, if you've ever been there, it's different than what we do. But I promise you this, their doctrine is solid. They're a Christian church, and they have reached thousands of people for Christ. And even Bob could get negative sometimes and think about uh, too many of the things that weren't going the way he thought they should. But this is, an inter- this is from an interview he gave uh, probably 10, 11 years ago now with Owensboro Christian, our brothers to the north. And he said, don't forget to step back periodically and see how God is blessing and give thanks. Folks, I hope you're giving thanks for your church, for your church family, for what we have here at Hartford Christian Church, and most specifically, the reason why we're here, like Bobby talked about, the reason why in Christ Jesus, our Lord, our risen Savior. So I say count your blessings and name them one by one. Get you a little pad and paper if you need to and start writing them down, but you better be ready to fill it up because once you start, it might be harder to stop. If you really, really did write down every good thing and every day that the Lord has blessed you with. So if you were to name these blessings one by one, what would you write down? Think about that. What, what would you put down there? What are blessings? What are they? Maybe to each of us it would be a little bit different, but I think this verse also answers it. Whatever is good. And we look at James chapter 1, verse 2 through 4, and this is part of 17. Whatever is good and perfect is a gift coming down to us from our Father. Whatever is good and perfect. Uh, I skipped over that last one, but good things. Good things. Uh, we're blessed. And that's just a good way to put it, I think, on the bulletin today. But they're good things from God. And really, if you were to look at what blessings mean, now go to the next one. Sorry about that. You're going to see that it's God's favor. You can write that down if you want. But what is going to be in that category of that whatever is good and perfect? I think that we could start off by saying, let's look to the example of Paul. Paul set a very, very good example to always look on the bright side of life. That's hard to do sometimes, though, isn't it? Sometimes we can get really trapped with looking at the dark side of things, the bad side of things. Look at how bad our country is. Look at how awful things are. Look at how uh, sick I am. Look at how the list can go on and on and on. But really, what happens to us as people, as Christians, if we start looking on the bright side of things? Paul sets a good example here, I believe. Now, let me give you an example. What about this time change today? What about this weather? But what, what about this weather that we've had lately? It's been crazy. We've been losing our voices. We've got a bunch of people sick today, and we can all understand why. It was like 75 degrees two days ago, and then it was supposed to snow. And I say I'm blessed that that snow missed us. I feel very blessed by that. Didn't really feel like shoveling snow this morning. Maybe you're thinking, though, well, wait a minute. This time change, though, has made me have less sleep. I'm tired today. I mean, it messes me up. I'm not going to lie. And then I start thinking about, oh, no, I'm not going to get enough sleep. And then that keeps me awake. And oh, no. All right? And then you kind of go down that path. What if we look at the bright side of things, though? Spring's almost here. Or maybe it is here. I, I, you know, the fact is, it felt like it was here a few days ago. We got flowers blooming. We got the sun shining. 
And spring forward means those warmer days are coming. The next scripture, 2 Corinthians 6, 9 through 10, is Paul setting that example. This is what he says. We live close to death, but we are still alive. We have been beaten, but we have not been killed. Our hearts ache, but we always have joy. We are poor, but we give spiritual riches to others. We own nothing, and yet we have everything. That right there, folks, is a good example. Did you see what he did there? Yeah, they were close to death, but they're still alive. Yeah, they've been beaten, but they've not been killed. Yeah, they hurt right here sometimes. And you better believe that Paul and all the people that went with him on those missionary journeys trying to reach people for the Lord, you better believe they hurt sometimes because they had a passion to reach people for Christ because they knew it was the absolute most important thing that they could ever do. And whenever that didn't happen, whenever someone turned away, whenever someone said, no, I don't believe, you better believe they hurt. But they always had joy. They were poor. They didn't have anything. But the spiritual riches that they gave to others were priceless. They really owned nothing. They'd given it all up to go on these journeys and to reach people for the Lord. Yet they could still say they had everything. That was worth reading twice. Because if Paul can say that, by golly, we should be able to as well. So what are they? It's looking on the bright side. It's the fact that we have victory in Jesus. Ladies and gentlemen, there's no better blessing than that. So you can see on this slide here, you need to experience that power of Christ in your life. How are you going to do that? We've been talking about the last few weeks to be a forgiving person, to reconcile those, those conflicts that you have in your life, to resolve to follow Jesus, and also to count your blessings. So what are mine? Here's some of the things I'm blessed by. I was writing a list. Victories, number one. And some of these victories, just... Because so many subcategories that I could do, and just thinking about victories, what, what could I think of? Um, no, I mean, listen, I'm really blessed at the victory of pickleball. Not over Scott, but that Mike said, you know what, I got this idea. Let's come play pickleball up here, and it'll be something for us to do. It'll be good fellowship. I'm blessed by that victory. We've had a great time with it. And if you're available, come down, watch us, have that fellowship with us. You're going to laugh. You're going to smile. You're going to be with your Christian brothers and sisters. I'm blessed by that victory. I was blessed this past week um, to, know, to learn that the high school I attended, Scott High School, made the state tournament for the first time since 1989. I was blessed by that. On that same day, I was blessed that Northern Kentucky University made the NCAA tournament for the very first time. And, of course, I got at least eight credit hours from that college. Luckily for me, they transferred over to Bible College. But that's a different story for a different day but I was still proud that that college made the tournament. That's just sports, but that made me feel good. That made me feel good. That's a blessing. I was blessed that my dad came down this week and saw me and did the radio program with me. Hope you were able to listen to it this morning. And I was also blessed to have that trophy from last year's NCAA bracket. Remember, it's Hartford Christian versus Latonia Christian, and we want to keep that trophy in my office, and I was blessed to be able to show him that it was still in my office right now. So sign up for that. I was blessed by the victory... And my friend Eddie this week, if you didn't know, he was on CNN this week for a good cause, and we were proud of you, Eddie. That was a victory, and I was blessed by that. I've been blessed by the new faces that we've seen here in our congregation and some of the new guys and families, and get to know them. Make sure that you make them feel welcome. And 
Folks, that's our responsibility as Christians to do. And it's more than just shaking hands, right? It's more than just saying hello. That's part of it too. Please continue to do that. Uh, but go that extra mile. I'm blessed by Lane. Uh, 25 years serving at Hartford Christian Church. And it's going to be a good night. Uh, please come to that if you can. 5 o'clock over in the FLC. We've got a nice gift for, a uh, really nice gift. Really proud of our guys for uh, what, what they're doing for, a plaque. And I'm pretty sure she doesn't know. It's going to be a pretty awesome surprise. I'm blessed by the third and fourth grade Sunday school class. When this morning I said, guys, I'm afraid this sermon's going to stink because it just doesn't feel right in my head. And I, maybe I'm not taking my own advice here and counting my blessings. And they said, Mikey, yes, you can. Yes, you can. They did. But what else? I'm even more blessed by my faith in God. By my family. And by you. My church family. Folks, these are blessings that I could count and I could go through everyone. Is we can make put everyone's name on that list. We can extend it from sea to shining sea with the blessings that we have in our lives. So when should we count them? We know what they are. We know these good things, and we know especially that those gifts that, that, that God gave us in his son Jesus gives us that victory, the number one, number one blessing. But when should I count these? When should I? First Thessalonians 15, 16 through 18. That, and that picture shows it right there. Always be joyful. Never stop praying. Be thankful in all circumstances. Y'all know I love this verse, and you can see why. Because this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. We're going to count these blessings always. We're never going to stop, and we're going to do it in all circumstances. Now, of course, when we say never stop, that doesn't mean that I can stand before you right now and just continue to count my blessings and tell you all the good things that we have going on all day long. But just that attitude, right? Just that attitude. Always being joyful means always remembering in your heart those blessings that you have. And all circumstances mean whether you're sad, whether you're happy, whether you're angry, whether you are depressed, whether things are going good, whether things are going bad, still count your blessings. What about the story in Luke 17 about the 10 lepers? Remember what happened? You can imagine these lepers. They, they had sores, basically a flesh-eating disease. Some of these guys, you would be able to see the bones on their hands. I'm not going to get too gruesome with it. Uh, more than that, uh, but it was. It was awful. And they weren't allowed to be around people. They mostly had covered up their bodies, and they had to stay outside of town. Uh, Jewish law. And they saw Jesus, and they, they shouted, Have mercy, Lord. Have mercy on us. And Jesus says, Go and show yourself at the temple. Let them know you're cleansed. And as they went to the temple, they were healed. All ten of them. All ten. Now, can you imagine if you are in that position in your life where you're one of these ten guys? It's going to be hard for you to count your blessings as you have to camp outside of town with ten other lepers, with nine other lepers, and slowly die a miserable death. But yet, to still count your blessings. We don't know if these guys were or not, but you also got to remember to count your blessings when things are going well. And one of them did, didn't they? One turned around, just one, and there was a Samaritan, a foreigner, and said, thank you, Lord, thank you. And Jesus says, your faith 
has given you victory today. Your faith in all circumstances, though, whether they were on the hill or whether you're the, the, the one that came back and said thank you, we've got to count our blessings. It's real easy sometimes for us to say boo-hoo. Let's just talk about it. It's, let's just shoot straight about this. This is today's society, especially in our country. We love to say boo-hoo, woe is me. And the fact is, all of us have had woe is me moments. Those times when we just kind of kick around, dirt, man, things aren't going my way. I'm not getting what I want. I haven't felt good. I uh, didn't get the raise I wanted. I didn't get the promotion I wanted. I didn't get the thing, the stuff that I wanted. Uh, my kids aren't doing what I want them to do. Or whatever the case may be, fill in the blank. We've all had woe is me moments, every one of us. And it really can be uh, a bad thing. Look, to start feeling sorry for yourself and forgetting to count those blessings that's when we should really start counting them, when we have these times in our lives. And what, let's talk about those, that woe is me attitude. I know I've been guilty of it. I've been guilty of it a little bit lately, just to be quite honest with you. Don't put me up in a pedestal. I'm a human being, and I struggle just like everybody else. And I've had a little woe is me attitude from time to time. But you know what? This sermon has helped me this week preparing for it because it's reminded me to count these blessings and think about the good things and say, praise you, Lord, and thank you so much. How unworthy am I? Once you start down that road, that woe is me attitude, it can be hard because it can be habit forming. You can really start to have that attitude all the time. Oh, woe is me. And then the excuses start for why you're not doing what you're supposed to do. And then before you know it, you believe it yourself. You start to think, there's nothing but a dark cloud over my head all the time, and nothing good ever happens to me. And then you really start believing it. Count your blessings, folks. Count your blessings if you start to feel that way. Because what's this going to lead to? This kind of woe is me attitude is going to lead to discourage, being, you being discouraged, you being frustrated, you being burdened, you being defeated, you being jealous, you being conflicted. And the list could really go on and on and on, couldn't it? In fact, it's just a dread. It's a dreadful direction that we would have if we started allowing ourselves to really make this a habit. Make it our common everyday attitude. And that's going to lead, that dreadful direction is going to lead us right to spiritually bankrupt. To being spiritually bankrupt. No one wants that. Because when we have spiritual bankruptcy, we're going to find that we don't have no true happiness. We're going to have no joy in our faith. But we also are going to have no reason for that poverty. Because that's not God's plan. God's plan for you is good. God's plan for you is, is perfect. It's, it's awesome. Now, does that mean everything good is always going to happen? No, of course not. But that means even when those things that bad happen, you can still count your blessings. You can still smile. You can still be joyful in all circumstances, always, never stopping. God's plan for you is not spiritual bankruptcy, and it's not a woe is me attitude. And if this is you, or if you start going this direction, count your blessings. Can't you see what God has done? Count your blessings 
name them one by one. So now let's talk about why. Why should we count our blessings? Why should we be the one leper that came back and said, thank you, Lord, for this blessing that you've given me? Ephesians chapter 1. All praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms because we are united with Christ. Why should we? Because we're united with Christ. And folks, there's just nothing better than that victory. Why should we? Because counting your blessings helps you be a blessing to others. Now think about that one for a second. I hope that one really sinks in. If we are the woe is me, Christian, do you really think that people want to know what you've got that they don't? we got to be counting our blessings so that people say, man, you're a blessing to me. You're a positive influence. You are setting an example like Paul did for us. When you do this, it can also be habit-forming. You ever met somebody that was just positive all the time, and you know why. When you, met, when you meet someone like that, you can just about rest assured they're a Christian, they believe in Jesus Christ. Why should we uh, count these blessings? Because we're Christ ambassadors. And as ambassadors for Christ, that makes us have a responsibility to be a blessing to others. Why should I? Because like I mentioned before, we've got to have an attitude of gratitude. And an attitude of gratitude, guess what? It's essential for spiritual growth. If you aren't thankful, if you're not able to stop and count your blessings and say, thank you, Lord, you will not grow spiritually. Your faith will not increase. Your foundation will not be solid. solid. We've got to be thankful. And that's the kind of attitude that Christians should have. But when we do this, and this is the main reason why, when we follow Christ, we have this attitude of gratitude, and we've counted our blessings daily, all the time, never stopping, in every circumstance, the results are going to be joy, peace, and optimism. Do you have joy in your life? Are you happy? Do you have peace? Or are you feeling conflicted and, and, and allowing yourself uh, to to become anxious by the habit-forming, woe-is-me attitude? Do you have optimism, knowing that there's a better day around the corner, seeing the good in circumstances? I'm not going to go too much more into optimism because we're going to talk about it in a couple weeks. But counting your blessings will lead to that. So now let me ask you, have you been counting your blessings? Once you think about that, or have you fallen victim to negativity, to pessimism, to woe is me? Each of you can answer this in your own way. But I think that if we can all be honest with ourselves, we've all had those times when we needed to count them and we didn't. No matter what your answer was, Right now, I ask that we do these three things. Realize that we need to count our blessings. Rethink how we're going to do it and how often we're going to do it. And resolve to do just that because we know that that attitude of gratitude is essential for spiritual growth. 
Let's add one more R, though, today. I'm asking you to remember to do that. Remember what God has done. The Lord's table. What do we come to do? We do this in remembrance of him. To me, what, that is the most important time of the week for our church, our church family, for me as an individual, as a Christian. Because what are we going to do? We're going to remember the greatest blessing of all. The day Christ died for me. Remember what God has done. Romans 8, 28 through 31. We know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him. And then later on in verse 31, as it kind of explains some of those things, it says, what shall we say about such wonderful things as these? You guys know this next part. I sure hope you do. If God is for us, who can ever be against us? Count your blessings. Will you count your blessings? And will you remember when you do the reason that you have to rejoice? And as you go to God in prayer, like we will hear in just a second, so many times we can pray with that woe is me attitude only thinking about those bad things that we want God to help us with. So in closing today, I say remember the praise report. Give God thanks in all circumstances. Enjoy the benefits that you can have as a Christian and the growth that you can have with that attitude of gratitude. And it all starts, folks, by counting your blessings. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you Thank you, thank you so very, very much for the victory that we have in Jesus. Help us, Lord, to remember him always. And we know, Lord, that um, that time of week when we gather around your table and partake in the emblems, we know that we remember that sacrifice that you gave to us who so much did not deserve it. But, Lord, help us never to stop right there. with remembering what you've done. Help us to continue and know that you defeated death, that you rose again, that you had victory, and that you give us that victory too. Lord, help us to live our lives as people who understand this victory. Lord, there's so many times in our lives when something good happens and we rejoice and we, uh, we praise and, and, and we clap and we cheer. Lord, help us to live like that every day as Christians. And Lord, we know that sometimes we'll get sad and angry and upset. But even in those times, Lord, of those, those emotions that are, are negative, help us to count our blessings, to remember what you've done, and to not hesitate to count them one by one. And Lord, help us to never forget the most important one. That's why it's in Jesus' name that we now pray. Amen.